We made one high conviction trade last year on a stock that at the time we called a stock that Wall Street hates. It is the ugly shoe brand Crocs, ticker symbol C-R-O-X. When we did the show back in June, the stock was down 70% from its all-time high. We thought it had unfairly been lumped in with all of the pandemic stocks that did so well but came crashing down. But we thought this one was different. And so far, we were right. Since that show, the stock has more than doubled. And today on Dumb Money, ahead of their earnings Thursday morning, we're deciding if now might be the time to sell. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Chris Jordan, I went back and watched our show on Crocs again last night for those of you playing along at home. At the time, Chris said that it was his biggest buy of the summer and high conviction with one caveat to the macroeconomic environment getting worse. And at the time, I already had a position in Crocs. I held on to it, but I didn't buy more. And Jordan said that he was not long anything in consumer retail and was not buying Crocs. So now it's been eight and a half months. And after a 104% gain on those shares, I'm very curious to hear, Chris, why you're considering selling your shares. Yeah, well, I think it's important to remember what the thesis was that got us into Crocs to begin with, right? And, you know, Crocs uh, is a company that's been doing exceptionally well the last few years. Uh, it became a trendy brand, especially with young people. I think they're like the primary market that just went completely obsessive with Crocs are like teenagers. Like my son is 13 and every kid in his middle school, like all the boys, uh, and a lot of the girls just would wear Crocs as their, their daily shoe. And, and I can tell you from the, uh, 22, the 2022, uh, teen survey, Crocs is now the number five favorite footwear brand among teens. They were number six in the fall of 21. And by the way, Hey dude, is now number seven. It was number eight in the fall of 21, and it was number nine in the spring of 22. It's one of the fastest growing brands among teens. Yeah. yeah, and also, listen, a lot of that is due to just an excellent marketing strategy. Crocs did probably the best job of almost any brand in the world the last five years in celebrity collaborations. Um, they had some of those exciting and interesting and differentiated collaborations I've ever seen out of a footwear brand. Uh, and it's really kept that brand fresh and interesting. And I hate to say it, kind of cool. Uh, so there's some people like our age that kind of don't think Crocs are cool because they just have that memory in their head of what Crocs was 20, 25 years ago. But uh, Crocs has become a really cool brand. Uh, later on top of that, uh, you had this Hey Dude acquisition that Wall Street thought was a desperation move. Hey Dudes is a company we've been following for many years could not invest in them because they were private, that we've been obsessed with the trajectory of their growth. Uh, it's the world's most comfortable shoe. It's kind of like a polyester loafer. It weighs like a tenth of a pound or something. I don't know. Like, it's so light. It's they're the so lightest weight shoes. They're, they're made of foam and polyester, and they're they're just the most comfortable things ever. Yeah, and, and so, like, Wall Street saw Crocs as a pandemic company because they saw it as an ugly shoe that was comfortable. And so when you're in your house for two years, you're going to wear the ugly shoe that's comfortable. It kind of makes sense. And now that we're coming out of the pandemic, who is going to wear Crocs? Wall Street didn't realize that that's not why people are wearing Crocs. They're wearing them because they actually became a cool brand and they were comfortable. Um, and so they thought that Crocs went out and acquired Hey Dudes as a desperation uh, growth move to basically supplement their growth that they were about to lose with Crocs uh, being on the, the you know the down and out from the, you know post pandemic nobody wanted to wear Crocs anymore. That was a completely ridiculous 
ridiculous point of view. It's a point of view that almost everyone on Wall Street had. Nobody really knew what Hey Dudes was. It was so off radar uh, for Wall Street analysts and a lot of the buy side funds. Uh, so I, we knew what Hey Dudes was. We knew that Crocs was smart enough to see the value in Hey Dudes. Uh, the strategy behind Crocs acquiring Hey Dudes is that it was a super popular ugly shoe brand, kind of like you know Crocs is an ugly shoe brand that had really limited distribution. So they only sold Hey Dudes online and at a very small handful of stores. I think like Dillard's, like Journeys, um, Buckle, uh, just a, just a few stores actually sold Hey Dudes. So Crocs would essentially take their massive distribution footprint, introduce Hey Dudes, and take what they knew was a really good selling, a shoe that had really high sell-through and a shoe that when people bought their first pair through word of mouth or just through trial would fall in love with because of the comfort. And they would go back and buy multiple pairs and some portion of the people that buy Hey Dudes would kind of become like lifelong fans. It's almost like a mini cult brand, uh, even though it's kind of ugly and weird. It's kind of a, another cult, ugly shoe brand. So I thought that was an excellent, excellent thesis uh, and strategy by by Crocs. And I love the acquisition. I thought Wall Street was going to figure that out eventually. And over the course of the last few quarters, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Uh, hey Dudes has been on fire. It's been doing exceptionally well. Crocs is finally starting to talk about it on their earnings calls. Uh, Crocs is still doing exceptionally well. So even in what was a really difficult consumer environment, where with supply chain being massively disrupted, uh, with quite honestly, energy prices impacting the cost of oil, which is required to make Crocs, as we know, because they're sort of like a rubber shoe, right? Um, and also having huge inflationary issues, uh, Crocs still managed to knock it out of the park with their two yeah. brands, Crocs and And, and they're still the forecasting a uh, category-leading uh, margin on those shoes of 27%. So it's, it's not like their cost of goods has gotten to the point where it's impacting their uh, the margins. And in Q4, the margins are less because of discounting through the holidays and that sort of thing. But for full year 22, they're, we're expecting to see 27% margin. And, and that's yeah, what so is being announced on Thursday morning is their, their final quarter of 2022. Yeah, so so let's talk about what's changed. Like, where are we now? The stock has doubled, but we don't trade price. Like, the only the only price that I care about, uh, the only time I look at price is when price is a reflection of how the market sees information and the company expectations. And in this case, price is reflective of the fact that if you follow the news, you follow kind of the analysts, you follow even the amateur or retail investor sentiment on Crocs, people have come 180 on this stock, right? They, people are starting to appreciate Hey Dudes. Uh, Wall Street's starting to appreciate the acquisition. Uh, people are starting to realize that Crocs was not just a pandemic stock. So that's why the stock doubled. So everything that was kind of in our thesis has now been to some extent realized. Has it been fully realized? Impossible to say, right? It's, it's not a black or white thing. But certainly just about everything that we were talking about when it came to Crocs in early 2022 to mid 2022, uh, as we did our, our shows on Crocs, uh, has now become relatively realized by the market. So as social ARB investors or observational investors, uh, we like to say that we invest when we see an information imbalance, which is what we saw last year. And what our exit strategy 
is exiting a trade uh, when we find information parity, meaning the information that we were aware of has now become kind of even evenly accepted amongst all investors or a lot of investors. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing now with Crocs and Hey Dudes uh, with the narrative. So but this is I, an appropriate would, time uh, yeah. for me to exit, unless there's something else that's happening in the company uh, that I think the market is not appreciating. So it doesn't mean that Crocs is going to have a bad quarter when they report earnings on Thursday. I actually think there's probably a, a better than 50-50 chance uh, that they'll probably have a, a, a better than expected quarter. However, uh, this is still a really volatile market. Uh, they have to do more than just say, hey, hey, dude, this is doing pretty well and Crocs is doing pretty well. I think in this market, we've seen that stocks, uh, re companies really have to come out and crush expectations, right, to, to kind of keep that trajectory uh, of their stock price going in the right direction. So I no longer am in love with the risk reward situation on Crocs. When I look at the data, the search data is good, but not like blow your mind great. The When you look at year over year data, the web traffic data is still good for Crocs year over year. Uh, it's still good for Hey Dudes year over year, but I did see an unusual drop off in Hey Dudes web traffic data uh, starting in early January until early February. It's kind of like a massive drop that's somewhat concerning. Now, that also is happening at the same time that some of the members in our, of our Dumb Money community in Dumb Money, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Discord. What's our Discord URL, Dave? <laughs> Dumbmoney.tv. Yeah, dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord. Uh, have noticed that some Hey Dudes were on sale at certain retailers. And that, that's something that I saw as well. Hey Dudes have been on sale for up to 30% off at some of the retailers. And so I actually made some channel check calls. And sure enough, uh, some of the retailers were like, yeah, you know, Hey Dudes, Hey Dudes kind of uh, demand looks like it kind of, you know, is a little bit lower right now, but it's starting you now. Some of them told me it started to pick up this week, but it's not like the, you know, that's not really what I want to hear uh, on on an, a stock that's doubled in a terrible environment where expectations are now way higher than they were previously. So I just think the risk reward has changed on this. I, I'm not sure if there's any new information that I'm aware of when it comes to Hey Dudes or Crocs that's obvious and meaningful uh, that the market is totally oblivious to. So as an observational trader, I, I I don't see this as a huge opportunity for me to stay in this stock. So I, I'm out. I, I, I sold my Crocs. I don't necessarily think Crocs is going to have a bad quarter. I don't necessarily think that the stock is going to go down. But there's, I, I, it's unclear to me. I don't have conviction uh, going into this earnings cycle. And so in this environment, I'm not really in a speculative mood these days with this market, quite honestly. So uh, I'm out. I sold my Crocs. It's been a great ride the last... And I've been in and out of Crocs, as you guys know, for like eight years, right? Seven, eight years, constantly going in and out. Uh, I could be back in Crocs the day after earnings. And you know we'll talk about it if that, if that happens. Uh, I could be back in Crocs in two months, three months. Chris, I do have a question. Out. If can you, can you pull up your similar web and just do, do one check for me? Because I know that yeah. their website... URL changed. It used to be HeyDudesShoesUSA.com. And oh. last quarter, they acquired the HeyDudes.com domain. So I just want to make sure that there wasn't any kind of a drop off oh. just because of the, the URL that's being used for your data. 
um, because I know that Hey Dudes has accelerated it from a sales standpoint. Um, their revenue is expected to uh, uh, exceed a billion dollars in 2023, and that is an entire year earlier than they had previously committed. And I know that as far as the earnings call that we're expecting on Thursday morning, they actually already put out a press release in January, and they're they're saying that they expect a record 2022 revenue, $3.55 billion. Uh, that represents a 53% growth. My concern, though, is 2022, they saw a 53% growth. They've raised their expectations. They've um, uh, the, the thing is, for 2023, they're only expecting a 10 to 13% growth. So that, that to me, they've already said we're expecting far less growth in 23. So maybe they're sandbagging, and maybe this is an opportunity to get ahead of that. Uh, okay, so Dave, thank you for what you just did, because that changes a lot. You're right. Uh, that My number one concern, see, this is where it's nice having three people on a show and not just one. <laughs> that, we don't do these shows for you at home. We do this just because we would be having this call anyway. Yeah, so, so uh, dude, you're right, man. So January, I saw this sharp, like, 50% drop-off uh yeah. in started first week of january from a year ago and that kind of freaked me out for my hey dude my hey dude analysis and i was like dude i yeah. just well and, and they're now redirecting right. the old site to the new site so that data they, should no, it's there get... it's there like there's my yeah. missing traffic so I, I, starting with uh let me go to the weekly here oh my gosh i yeah, just know that it's january... everything that i've seen indicates there's still stronger than ever demand and even um, on their last earnings call, one of the analysts asked them about their, and I saw one of our comments saying that their um, that their inventory is piling up in stores like uh, Burlington and and like the secondary, like the Ross and like secondary uh, way you clear out excess inventory. They actually opened up a store that was exclusively that because those channels to get rid of your excess inventory just are full in the shoe category already. And so they can't really get enough product out. And so they've opened up a store that does that. But everything that I've seen is they're just selling as many shoes as they can make. Wait, who, who opened up a store to do that? Hey dude. Yeah. A Hey dude's branded outlet store. They have two locations, but it's only because they do, they do have more inventory than they uh, can deal with in some of their older styles and they can't get shelf space in places like, you know, what are those like Ross and Marshalls or, or places where that yeah. kind of inventory normally goes? Yeah. So just so you're just just to be clear here, uh, with the new information you just gave me, <laughs> are you buying more more Crocs we're, today? We're, we're, no, no. Uh, but it's just it does change the thesis. It do, it does change the thesis some. So so I I feel m way more comfortable with hey, the Hey Dude part of the narrative now than I did. Uh, 10 minutes ago. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. On their last earnings call, they had 63% overall revenue growth. The Crocs, grand, the Crocs brand grew by 20%, but Hey Dudes grew by 87% year over year. And in yeah, Q3, we... they, that, that, um, their Crocs clogs were half of the revenue. Hey Dudes, 27% of the revenue. And it is growing so fast that I, I think that if Hey Dudes can hang on, I know that I'm still seeing people wear them, and I know that when I look at Amazon, you know, like listing of casual shoes, they're they're between Crocs and Hey Dude, that's everything. Well, well, well Dave, um, 
we that was our th- our thesis was hey dude can be as big of a company as crocs like that people nobody thought that but we we always thought that right like we and they're expected to be that- a billion dollars in sales this year and that wasn't expected yeah. they weren't projecting that until 24 so they've already pulled forward that much you're 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 correct and it the strategy with hey dude is literally just to increase distribution that's it that's it just increase distribution um so that more people have more access to buy them and it is if you go on tiktok and you start searching for hey dude you will see that there is a war happening between people that think that they're ugly and you they would never wear them and basically all of rural america saying f you and your air force ones we're wearing them we love them like it, it's 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 really funny because and then other people will make fun of crocs hey dude and air force one as a collective grouping which is really weird because the air <laughs> you force can't, you one can't love those all together hey but because people wear those shoes in a cult-like manner so it's like they're making fun of it like hey if you wear Hey Dudes, Crocs, or Air Force Ones, you're a whatever, right? Like, it's really fascinating that they're lumping those brands all together because they, and listen, you could throw Ugg in that same category, right? You can throw Hoka in that same category. You can throw uh, On Running in that same category. You know, like, why do we talk about shoes so much? Because they, they are things that have developed kind of cult followings, which if you can get in early cycle on a cult brand, there's tremendous upside as investors. Oh, let's repeat that uh, we're not financial advisors. This is just our decision making on our own portfolio, guys. So please just take this as, you know, an opportunity to do your own research and make your own decisions uh, based on your own risk tolerance, which we have no clue into. Um, Dave, now you have me all confused. Now you have me thinking, did I make the wrong move? Well, I, I, need, I need you to I need you to rethink about this because you called this so well in the summer. Let me just pull up the chart. This chart right here, that that green X is where we did the show on June second. And look yep. at look at that chart. It's not it often that a, a, that we get anything this right. And so when you it, said you were selling, it made me think, oh no, what what what? Why am I still in this? Well, but because I everything selling... I saw said, don't don't even think about selling. This, this is a stock I want to be in still. So I was selling because of cracks in the armor. So if you recall on the croc side, my son came to me during Christmas season. And I think I think we got him a pair of crocs or something like that for one of his gifts. And he looked at it and he was like, oh, I was like, what's up, dude? You're not excited. And he's like, he's like, nobody wears Crocs anymore. I'm like, what? That's not what you told me three weeks ago. He's like, yeah, things have changed. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Well, that's in the last a, that is a weeks- thing. In the team market, he- tastes can change instantly. But no. I know that in the fall of 22, it was the number five brand for teams. Yes. And it could drop yes. to 30 in a day, but it'd be back at number two the next week. And, and, and Dave, by the way, I'm not saying that that makes a trend. I'm not saying that like they're out of fashion for middle schoolers. I'm just saying like when I heard that, it was kind of like set me back. It, it, all it means, it, it just adds risk to the equation. Because if what he told me is a microcosm of what's happening in a lot of other middle schools, right? And it's just starting to like crack the trend. Because, you know, these kids, they wear something like nonstop for a year or two, right? And then it's just like, oh, it could be the fact that he's getting a little older now and maybe it's still cool with 
the sixth graders and fifth graders, but maybe not the seventh and eighth graders. But I heard that right around the same time that I saw the data starting to flatten out just a little bit with Crocs. Um, And then in January, obviously by mistake, more so with Hey Dude. And then I saw some Hey Dudes going on sale, but it's... there's questions out there, right? So it's hard to have conviction. If anything, I would say this is, it can't be more than a low conviction call either way going into earnings. I just don't know. And I had a fairly large position in Crocs. So I'm out. Now do I get back in a little bit? I don't know, man. I'm not getting back in heavy. I'll tell you that. Uh, Only because I think that there are some kinks in the armor here. There are expectations have changed. And while Crocs is continuing to do exceptionally well, and it is a low PE stock, right? So it doesn't like it, it just needs to keep doing what it's doing to maintain this value or increase the value of its shares, right? I mean, it just it has like a retail PE, but it's kind of a growth stock also. It's, a, it's in a weird category. Um, so I want to know, Jordan, what you're, what you're doing, because you were so anti-consumer products, uh, nine months ago are you coming still, around so like i still am not super into retail products um you know uh, aside from what the stock market has done over the past month the uh the consumer is not in great shape credit card balances are up um they continue to rise um the service on the debt is going to continue to go up your credit card fees are continue to go up so i just don't see that it's a place you want to be over the next it's not a place I want to be over the next six to 12 months. And you're talking about consumer, consumer in general, obviously. In general, right? And um, so this, you know, I mean, this is traded kind of outside of the consumer and outside of retail and for a good reason, right? Um, but, you know, it's also got a lot baked in now. I, I'm not, it, you know, it, I'm not it, taking a chance on it right now. Maybe I should have looked at it at 50 or 55, but not. And that was, it, it's that also, was on me. I made, that, I made a mistake. It's also somewhat of a value brand, less so what the new price of crocs crocs are not cheap anymore right no it's not well no it's a no it's a i mean value as far as the stock or value as far as no 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 consumer brand like like it it, historically crocs has been a value brand it's no longer really a value brand because crocs are expensive for what you get but hey dudes are somewhat of a value brand right like hey hey dudes are a reasonably priced shoe um that i think even in a recessionary environment probably does pretty well um it's also same I, as like I a spring and summer shoe it, it's also spring and summer shoe it's a shoe that i, I definitely yeah. want to watch the data closely over the next couple of months and especially now that i have the right url thanks to dave <laughs> i'm um, just looking though to me this is kind of not a value stock but a value product a pair of crocs the number one best-selling shoe on amazon is 31 dollars. and if you i mean crocs makes a huge margin on these low-cost shoes, and hey, dudes, at thirty-six dollars, twenty-nine dollars, thirty-six dollars. I mean, all of these bestsellers are. Well, Dave, can you pull up the link that I emailed you and Jordan? It's really powerful. The best Amazon bestseller yeah, that's, shoes. That's it... what I have here. I can't put it on the screen because. Well, let me let me see if I can. Okay, so the, Give me a second. for those of y'all that cannot see, if anyone were to Google Amazon bestseller shoes, okay, what you will see is uh, the top five, one, two, no, excuse me, not the top five. 
Oh, that, that graph changed. Okay, so basically the number one best-selling shoe is Crocs. The number three best-selling shoe is a Hey Dudes. And the number six best-selling shoe is a Hey Dude. Number seven is a Hey Dude. Number eight is a Hey Dude. So basically they have one, two, three, four, five of the top ten shoes, uh, men, men's shoes, that is, are Crocs, which is yep. kind of wild, right? Uh, bestseller women's is Amazon. Yeah, I mean that's that's remarkable, and I think that part of why they sell so well is they are a lower cost shoe. You can't like what what is the the number four shoe is Adidas, and that is a fifty dollars shoe. That's you know oh substantially Dave, higher is, than this is wild. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna send you Dave. A link right now to the bestseller shoes, women's shoes on Amazon. Now, remember, the number one best-selling shoe for men was Crocs. What's the number one best-selling shoe for women, Dave? You got to pull this up. How did you send this, this to me? Is it, is it a text? I, I just sent it, emailed it to you. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me uh, open up an email client real quick. Oh, I, 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 sorry. I hold on. I I can text it to you if you want me to. Or I get a search. I, for I, unexpected, totally unexpected. All right, I just texted it to you as well. I'm kind of shocked. I was thinking maybe in the top ten, the number one best selling shoe for women is a Hey Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing! Wow! Oh man! Well, let's see. I, I bet that. I bet the one of the reasons that that is so. Uh, they have so many different colors under one skew on Amazon that that does help of with course. their sales numbers. But but a lot of these shoes do that, Dave. A lot of them have like mo- like tons of colors. So a hundred number five 000, is a Croc. But Dave, a hundred and one thousand reviews, where the number two shoe has twenty six thousand shoe reviews. Yeah. Um, the, the the only other shoe that has anywhere near that same number of reviews is the actual Crocs. Which comes at number five at ninety one thousand. Yeah. Now I'm gonna need. Now I'm thinking I should buy back in before earnings. That's why I was. I, I was so confused when you said I. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. No. I, I, I here. Listen. Here's the deal. No matter what, I had a huge position and I'm out of the huge. It, it, the risk reward has changed because expectations have changed. The information that we know is definitely, without a doubt more widely accepted amongst the investing public as well as institutions and sell-side banks. So that that can't be debated, okay? The stock has doubled as a result of that. Do I still want to be in Crocs somewhat? Yeah, I'm probably going to get a little bit of Crocs here before earnings, but the majority, 90% of my position, 80 to 90%, I'm out because of that that information parity we're a lot closer to information parity and we're not it's never a black and white thing people are like well does everybody know what you know not not everybody but it's a, we're a lot closer to it right yeah so, and, and my biggest concern is again what they've pre-announced they basically gave us a playbook of what they're expecting for q4 because they've given us the full year guidance on 22 and they're basically already said that they're going to have slower growth in 23 than they had in 22. So they've already said that, and the stock has not gotten killed by it. I mean, it has come down a bit from from where it was, but um, I they did that in early January, probably right around this high, and it's trended down. So 
I'm just, th- that's my biggest risk factor is what if they come out worse than they said and they lower their guidance. But I've listened to enough of their conference calls. I know that they are not one to uh, to be shy about saying that they're doing great. That, 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 and a lot that's of companies true. are. I need to make something really clear for Mr. Fernando in our comments. Uh, we are not boomers. We are Gen Xers. He's a boomer sending emails buying Hey Dudes. Because, yeah, Hey Dudes is definitely a boomer. I'm barely a Gen Xer, by the way. I think I'm in boomer by brand. like a few months. Are you a millennial? No, no, I'm a Gen Xer, but just barely. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that would be. Really I, think I'm a, I think I'm a Xenial. So I'd, I'd fit Xenial? more broadly in the. In the in the Gen X category, I will tell you, as a Gen Xer, my contemporaries seem to love Hey Dudes. <laughs> all the dads yeah. at uh, my girl's school wear Hey Dudes. Not all of them, but like the guys that are casual, they wear Hey Dudes. I mean, it, it literally got to the point where I actually switched shoe because I didn't want to be in that kind of lumped into that category of people wearing the generic shoe that every dude is wearing. Yeah. Okay, so Dave, Dave, Dave. For the same exact reason, I stopped wearing my Hey Dudes. But same the, exact I reason. Was, I was. like It was my iconic shoe, and I had uh, so many colors, and I used them as disposable shoes because they are, yeah. they're like a quarter of the price of a normal pair of shoes, right? And uh, they're the way you can wear something as comfortable as a croc to a business meeting and not be laughed at. But you can't anymore because now Hey Dudes is a thing. They have a reputation People have an opinion when they see someone who's wearing Hey Dudes. The opinion is normally never good. So you have to wear your <laughs> Hey Dudes. In the, okay, so so basically... I wore them proudly them. until it became it hit that tipping point where it seemed like everyone was wearing them. And I wanted yeah. to just be a little different. Yeah, so, so, so people that wear Crocs and people that wear Uggs are like, F you, I don't care. And, and they, they don't care. And so like for a long time... Before Hey Dudes was a brand that anybody recognized or knew was a brand or even knew what the hell they were, I, I, I wore them proudly because I was like, I would show them the people like literally the most comfortable shoe in the world that has a stupid name. Here's where you buy them. I got so many people in, including you, Dave. But now that it's like a rural America thing, and there's nothing wrong with rural America. I'm not saying this, but like, I don't necessarily know that I want to be pinned down as a Hey Dudes guy. I, I just... It doesn't. It doesn't feel right to me. So I stopped wearing them because they're like they're yeah. so specific. Like you wear Hey Dudes. I think that's that's a very specific problem to you and me. I don't think that that is the general consensus among. I mean, you you are a shoe guy. Look behind you. You have so many shoes. I I, uh, I, I just I'm I'm not hey into dudes. shoes like you are. But I decided my hey that for dudes me, are in the bottom bottom left corner. I have a stack of like nine pairs. <laughs> Of hey dudes down there. Why and I you don't didn't line them up anymore. right behind you for this episode? I'm. I'll. I'll never know. And I feel bad. I feel bad for not wearing them because I used to be the biggest hey dude promoter ever, and now it's just like I don't know if I want to align myself with that brand <laughs> anymore. Uh, I mean, Boomer's gonna boom is what S Seven Venices says. <laughs> I will inform you. I don't wear them. I wear Toms. Everybody knows I wear Toms. I think totally. You're the biggest, Tom's. Jordan. You are the biggest Tom's guy on earth. I don't think yeah. there's anybody that is more loyal to Tom. Like Tom's, people would get into Tom's like ten years ago. Yeah, you're wearing Tom's like it's 2010, mm-hmm. dude. Like, like yeah, you're still. That's all you wear is Tom's, dude. <laughs> well, once you find something you like, that's just right. you stay stop. with it. 
He stuck. He stuck with Tom's for the rest of his life. <laughs> Just one other thing I wanted to bring, bring up. Um, this is what they announced in their press release. They've they've reduced. You know how they had to borrow like two billion dollars to buy Hey Dude. They've reduced that by five hundred million dollars so far, and three hundred million of that came in the fourth quarter. So that's to me they're 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 so cash. They're just making so much money over there that they're they're able to pay down that debt that they took on to acquire the fastest growing shoe brand uh, on the planet. That's that's amazing. I need I need to buy. I'm going to buy back in the Crocs right now. <laughs> I, I just I feel bad. Now. Right, we need I, to change I, the title of this to "Buy." No, I'm not. For those of you but, confused but honestly, by the thumbnail like, that says "Sell." <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a really small position in Crocs, but the the bottom I will line say, for is the record, I I did back you know before we even did our uh, episode nine months ago, I had sold two thirds of my shares as the whole world was falling apart. I just you know put the emergency brakes on and and knew that I wanted to be in Crocs long term, but I didn't want to be in with as big of a position as I had because I had like half a million dollars in Crocs at one point. Okay, just so you know, I sold. I just bought a thousand shares of Crocs. <laughs> all right, I'm small for me. For me, smallish position. Um, but but I did sell the majority of my Crocs, and uh, that that should be the takeaway. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. It is, people are saying uh, Airbnb potential short going into earnings with tons of hosts complaining about 50% reduction in booking. So this is really yeah. interesting, guys. I, I want to call out, Dave, a, a TikTok that I saw a couple days ago <clears throat> about the uh, Super Bowl uh, uh, Airbnbs. So a lot of the Super Bowl Airbnbs were going unrented. Uh, and, and No, I the, saw that. I saw there was a uh, there was a Business Insider article about that. Yeah, but I I feel like the, about one the about one dude. It was very specifically one dude who had like ninety five uh, yeah. locations <laughs> in Phoenix, thinking he was going to make a killing, and he had them way overpriced for the market, and he went with fifty percent occupancy, still getting five hundred dollars a night though. So I mean, I think that there definitely is complete blowback on Airbnbs, and now I'm I was a huge fan of staying in airbnbs and i've i'm kind of over it and now i'm choosing hotels over airbnbs and i think that is something that as a brand airbnb is having a hard time with whoa that's a big deal dave dave you are you're a mr airbnb i was and, you're going and i was still i still like it if the context it makes sense like if i can stay somewhere unique that i wouldn't have access to otherwise if it's a neighborhood i want to be in if it's something like that but generally speaking I prefer a hotel because I, I've stayed in so many Airbnbs where the experience is subpar, where I have to, yeah. I, I don't want to have to strip the bed and throw the sheets in the laundry at the end. I don't want to have to wonder what kind of, I, I, I got to the point where I'm always bringing all of my own soaps and shampoos and I brought my own towels and pillows I, because I just don't know what to expect in an Airbnb. I think that resolves itself over time, Dave, and Airbnb gets way better because those units are not going to do well and they're not doing well, those people. But Jordan's, Jordan's uh, thesis on Airbnb, I think, is finally starting to play out and it's a negative one. Uh, major cities are finally, finally starting to clamp down yeah. with actual real laws that are city, county, and uh, wide. Against yeah, and it's Airbnb. a mix. It's, and now it's even a mix of that, and it's an over-investment 
by people into Airbnb properties. And so the, I, I, you know, I think that there are places that do really well with Airbnbs and with VRBOs um, in vacation destinations. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. But I think in major <laughs> cities and suburbs, um, it cracked down. Um, well, even, Dallas, we, Dallas is, has could theoretically, it looks like they're going to completely ban right. all short-term rentals in the yeah. exception of very small districts, like entertainment districts. Uh, so like 90% of Dallas would be Airbnbs yeah. would be banned. It could it's going to take a year to get that law actually through the system and passed, but it looks like it's headed in that direction. Yeah. And that is that's not a, a concern for like today. It's more of a concern for like the next few years as it plays out in cities. I don't know. I think that will necessarily play out in an earnings uh, this quarter. And I think that whole thing with the people saying that their bookings are down fifty percent. I think it's because there's so much inventory. So, okay, if yep. inventory is up in a big way and bookings are down, those things for Airbnb. I see it mixed, right? So I, see, I read people's tweets all the time and I see some people, they're like, I've got 80% occupants this month, right? Um, and I think it just depends yeah. on location, you know, what yeah. you're offering as opposed to, you know, how good's your photography, how good are your reviews, things like that. Um, but, yeah, and, and I feel like I'm a professional Airbnb stayer. I know what to look for in the yeah. photography. I know what, right. but sometimes... Like my most recent Airbnb, I knew what I was getting into. I knew it was not going to be a luxurious experience, but the location was so right where I wanted to be, and there wasn't a hotel nearby. This was this was when I was in Kentucky going to bourbon tastings, and pretty much the hotel would have been like an hour away from where I wanted to actually be. So there's sometimes I'm going to still use Airbnb, but for the most part, I'm I'm kind of over it. And yeah, apparently I, the I stock market is too, except for this year so far, they've, they've yeah. since January, that looks like about a 30% uh, increase. So I think that there could be a little short opportunity here on earnings. Yeah. When is this earnings? Um, by the way, uh, Crockett, oh, it's today. Crockett just mentioned, um, and he told me about this, this last week, Fidelity made a huge investment in on running, which is likely what led to that to that move in that stock <clears throat> recently, which is really interesting. Um, I want to call out that on running numbers right now look phenomenal uh, going into February for web traffic. The web traffic I'm seeing for the week of February 5th to February 7th is shockingly good. So even with that latest move, I would consider taking a position back in on running. I haven't really put that on yet but i think we should do a show uh, when is on running earnings guys I, it's got to be coming up soon right uh, um when is it I'm looking it up uh, march 20th okay so we have time we have time to do analysis on on running but but guys i mean keep an eye keep an eye on on running because the the weekly data i'm seeing for feb 5 to feb 11 just went through the roof and if that is a sign of where this thing is headed going into the spring, that could be a really interesting stock again, okay? Because we, we've been talking about on running for the last six months, but it just, you know, with the environment, the supply chain, inflationary pressures, the, the company's been doing great. They've been selling great, but like these other things have not really allowed them to like really break out. And again, the concern with consumer, like Jordan mentioned, has been holding that company down. So that's a stock I like. I'm not into the consumer right now, but with exception brands, I think there's opportunities here. Hey, here's something else that just uh, happened not long ago. Ford has halted production 
of the electric F-150 due to potential battery issues. Oh, boy. And their stock just just dropped. Oh, boy. That is a problem. Uh, that is a... Well, what did the stock do today? What's down... Here it is. I mean, it's it's still oh, that up. Was, no, that dropped on February. So it's 9th. dropping right now. It's dropping right now. This this is when that news came out. If we zoom into today, that's not good. It dropped that, from uh, thirteen sixteen down to thirteen ninety or twelve ninety ish. Interesting. I wonder what the battery issue is. Oh. So LAC, which is our battery company, our our lithium company, uh, we just call them Dumb Money Lithium. Uh, they worked the deal with GM. So uh, basically GM came in and said that they were going to buy everything. Assuming they get their approval, they're going to buy everything they could make, <laughs> all the lithium they can make uh, for a while. I don't know. So, so Dave, you missed out on a meeting yesterday. Real quick, I know you have to go, Jordan. Yeah, but you missed out on a meeting you. yesterday, and I want to fill you in. Because Jordan and I are making a pretty big investment, even though we're not investing in any private companies at all. Uh, oh, I know what making, you're talking about. I won't call them out by name because I don't want to like disclose anything. But we're making an investment in a robot in a humanoid company that we've been following for many years. You, you've met, you know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a small round that we opportunistically can get into. Uh, it's a strategic round at what I think is a really good valuation, but. We were, me and Jordan were talking about like, if you want to invest in that space, like Tesla comes with a lot of baggage and our Intel has us leading to believe that this humanoid company is well in front of Tesla when it comes to humanoids. Really? Well in front, well in front of them right now. Yes. So, um, and they have- What kind of valuation are we talking? Uh, uh, We haven't set up the company, so. Around a hundred million. Okay. Uh, and, And they are- they are well in front of what Tesla is doing, and they have big, big, big deals in place with with a handful of really big companies uh, that I think you might want to consider this. I, I can maybe get you a recording of our Zoom call yesterday, if you yeah. want, and you could just... I'll just let you do the due diligence for me. Okay. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you do the Zoom. <laughs> what what, but, what uh, size checks are they looking for? What? This is a, this is a small round. Yeah, it's like it's like a ten plus million dollar round, but we can we can get into it uh, okay. because of our relationship. So, uh, you know how I feel about humanoids. So, oh, I know. <laughs> I am excited. You, I'm really excited. Now, as a part of this investment, can we get on the short list for the first home humanoid? Yes, I think so. That's partly part, partially why I'm getting in. <laughs> I, because wanna, I know, I I know specifically person. you have a lot of things that you want a humanoid to just basically do home maintenance for you. Everything. I want to fix my toilets when they break, which is like every two to three months. But you said I you wanted to scoop your cat litter. That's the biggest thing. I That's... want them to re- do my cat litter. I want yeah. them to pick up dog poop from the side yard. I, I have so many. I don't think people understand the number of things that a humanoid can. But the thing and is, can, there are that. services that do all of those things, and you'll pay way less for those services than you would. What are you talking about? Robot. There's you can, like, you can hire humans to do all of that. There's no way. Like no way. A month, and somebody will no come way. up your backyard. Yeah. Jordan, how much, how much is a retail price for a humanoid robot that you'll be able to get to in your house? In five years, it will be under. It will be thirty thousand dollars. And you're telling me a thirty thousand dollars, the lease price, and a thirty thousand dollar thing with with what it can do 
from first of all, mowing they the said under one hundred thousand dollars is their gain. Is there is what they're aiming for? No, 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 no. It's not. I talked about no. He said twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars. Maybe he said that five years ago or something. No, I saw an interview with him on YouTube. He said under a hundred thousand dollars. No, that that that's old. No, technically thirty thousand is under one hundred thousand, but <laughs> I, I don't. That, that's old. And just so you know, maid service, maid service these days on a large home costs two hundred and seventy dollars. We're not per talking maid service. service. We're talking like they'd stop by for five minutes and they pick up the poop out of your backyard. Like they'll do that. It's well, nothing. That, like, well, Jordan, that's one of a hundred things I'm going to have it doing. Yeah, one of a hundred things. It's going to be working twenty hours a day. It's never now, going to stop. Can I can I sublease your the the four hours a day that yours is is just taking a nap? Can you send it over to Absolutely. my house? I could probably walk over and then just do, clean my pool for me. Jordan, if you lived in your old house between me and Dave's house, we all <laughs> we lived. Split split a robot. No, we we, we all live within two blocks. It'd be other. so weird with the robot just walking back and forth between our houses. Yes. Dude, Dave, it could do your pool service. How much are you paying for pool service, which is ridiculous, by the way? Why, yeah, it's why really not paying... much. It's like, what, 150 a month or something? It adds up. It it's adds really up. not that much more than chemical. I, I also do my own. I mean, chemical if you add up all of the services, this, this is where I'm interested. Like when a major system, like an air conditioner breaks, what I would love is a robot to be able to look at the system, figure out what it is, go online and order the parts that it needs, yes. and then install them when they show up. Because right, right now, I have a I, one of my water heaters isn't working, and I'm still waiting for a part to come in. And then the scheduling to get them to come install it is like three weeks out after the part comes in. Dude, Dave, a hundred, a hundred percent, dude. It's going to do everything, and like honestly, even. Why am I paying DoorDash all this money? I'll have my humanoid walk down to Burger House and pick up my order and walk home. Okay, it, it could probably do that in ten. It's a ten minute walk, for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, we have like all those restaurants right in Snyder Plaza. The humanoid yeah. can just go down there, pick up your food, and walk home. I mean, that's like nothing. That's the, that's the easiest thing in the world for it to do. Like, now, what kind of battery life is this going to have? Is it going to be able Dave, to? Dave, Dave, it's not a car. It, do, it We don't need to, 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 to have regulatory stuff. It could walk on sidewalks, right? It's not a car. It can do sidewalks, so it, there's no wheels, right? It doesn't. We don't have to wait for like streets to be redone. The, the amount of money I'm going to save for my human, I cannot. I'm counting the days. I'm counting the days. That's um, amazing. I, also, I I would love to share your robot. Also, physical therapy. So, you know, I pay to go to a physical therapist. There are things that she does that I can't necessarily do myself. But why couldn't my humanoid be my physical therapist and my massage therapist? And, like, all mm. the above, like, everything. Think of it. It's, it's, it's actually insane when you start to think about all the stuff your humanoid will do for you. All right, guys, I got to run. All right, go ahead, man. All right, we all have we'll, to we'll run. See. We have some good episodes coming up in the next week. Oh, Dave, do we have that? When's our Bye, BC Jordan. episode? Is that Friday? Um, is it this Friday? I think so. Okay, so guys, this is really big. We actually have, as a special guest on Dumb Money, the founder of Venture Capital, okay? Um, founder, Alan Patrikoff, is, he founded VCs. He started Wait, the first you VC. you can't found VCs, can you? Yes, he did. He did. He was the found. I, I know it sounds insane. He founded VCs. Uh, he's one of the most iconic venture capitalists, uh, uh, of the last, you know, since, since venture capital started, you know, 70 years ago. Uh, and I'm telling you, this guy is fascinating, 
absolutely fascinating. Cannot wait to have him as a guest on our show this Friday. I don't think it's this Friday. I'm trying to find it on my calendar. Next Friday? It is. No, we you moved it. It was a Friday. Now it's Wednesday, February 22nd. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. When, next Wednesday. Guys, that's a show you don't want to miss. I'm telling you, this is going to be a fascinating episode with Alan Patrikoff. Uh, and he is the father of one of my uh, good friends. So look forward to that. But I have another couple episodes I want to talk to you about, Dave, that are really exciting that are social arb oriented. So stay tuned to Dumb Money. You never know when they're coming. This so has been fun. subscribe if you haven't done that. And the thumbs up better be blue. Everybody hit the yeah, thumbs up before you go. Or 99. Bring us to triple digits. Somebody How do we not have 100? Digits. We used to not even start a show until we had 200. 250, I thought it was. I know but, that there are at least uh, 200 people online right now. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Okay, right. there we Thank go. Thank you, guys. We're done, Money. All Thanks right, for really watching. Good. We will see you next week. Mm.